going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 106 of the Geeks on the Race podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And Shelly Walter. Hello. And before we get into the show, as always, shout out to our Patreons. Uh, Scott Phillips specifically, thank you so much for uh, donating. We appreciate all of you. Without you, this whole thing doesn't happen. Uh, and we like that this thing happens. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the power of the internet, some more Spider-Man spinoffs, and Disney possibly taking over the world. Yeah. Uh, but first, we want to get into our Twitter discussions. Uh, I love this one. I think Joe is really excited about it. Uh, Shelly, probably as well. Uh, how did you end up... It's from Christ and Consoles. How did you end up being uh, Geeks and Grace? Then of the podcast. And how has your relationships between each other developed over the last two years? Going from strangers to what seems like best of friends. Backstories of Cody, Joe, and Shelly. And Shelly's name is spelled wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like he was getting to the bottom of his uh, character. It's like, I got I got limit he- there. Get something out of there. <laughs> <I'm not> <laughs> <confused>. <laughs> He's like, what can I remove? Uh, yeah. I I guess I'll let you guys go first. Uh, Shelly. Let's have you go first. Meh, fine. So, how I joined Geeks Under Grace... Kind of, a, it's not that weird of a story. I don't know. It's a, it's a story. So, I was on Facebook one day because I use Facebook a lot, of course. And <laughs> I was do. like, okay, there has to be some sort of you know group or page out there where, um, you know, that's sort of combining Christian and geekery, like Christian geeks. You know, there has to be something out there for that. And I was just sort of thinking it absentmindedly, but I. You know, either that day or a couple of days later, you know, sometime soon after that thought, uh, I came across, you know, recommended page is Christ uh, or cross console gamers. Because that's what it used yep. to be called. And so I'm like, shoot, dang, that sounds great. So I liked it. And then it was right during the transition to Geeks and a Grace. So it's basically like, hey, you know, we're turning to Geeks and a Grace, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, whatever. Um... And then the group was introduced, and I joined the group because, I mean, why not, you know? And, uh, <laughs> was in that for a little bit. Still is, I, I guess I'm still in that, but, you know. Uh, and I remember my first position in Geek Sword and Grace was Twitch streamer. And that was because yep. I was planning on being on the YouTube team, and I realized I really didn't like editing. Uh, I'm like, I can't do that thing. <laughs> And I liked, I already did some streaming just personally with some of my other friends. I was like, you know, if only there was a Twitch team on Geeks and the Grace. I sort of said that jokingly. And then Cody freaking messaged me like that day <laughs> saying, hey, do you want to join our Twitch team? And I'm like, shoot, dang, let's do that too. So I joined the Twitch team. I don't even remember the time frame between that and join the podcast team, but it was also Cody who asked me to join the podcast team saying, hey, we need, you know, a female voice, so you should join. You're like the first person I thought of. And I'm like, whoa, shoot, dang, let's do that too. (laughs) What is this shoot, dang? (laughs) I'm trying to create a theme here. (laughs) Um, So that's when I joined the podcast. Uh, And then I sort of later became an admin also because of Cody. I blame Cody for everything, pretty much, except for joining Geeks in the Grace in the first place. Was just from my own curiosity, I suppose. Um, But yeah, that's how I joined Geeks in the Grace. That's how I got to where I am now, I guess. But yeah, shoot, dang. Anyway. 
Shooting. Shoot How about you, Joe? Uh, I've been with Geeks Under Grace since it was cross-console gamers. I've written for five or six different websites over the years. It started for me probably about a decade ago. Uh, working, I was out working. You know, I was every Tuesday. I'd go to GameStop, say hi, chill out. I knew the guys there, and I'd just hang out and chew the fat. And and uh, a lot of the time, I noticed. You know, this was when Grand Theft Auto Three and and Vice City and stuff was still popular. All these kids walking in, handing that to their mom, and saying, "That's what I want." I mean, you're talking seven, six, seven, eight year old kids. Mm-hmm. The parents don't look at all, and they just say, okay, here you go, I want this. you know. And, and the employees would go, you know, this is rated mature for all the bad stuff. The parents said, I don't care, I want to uh, just, just sell it to me. So I said, well, I need, to, I need to let, you know, I want to create something so that parents can be informed about this sort of stuff. I, I'm a programmer, uh, I don't like doing it after hours because I spend nine hours a day doing it anyway, but... I kind of took some time to write my own personal website that would allow me to basically be IGN for my own. It was very rudimentary, but I had all the basic functionality there. Anyway, I got tired of writing the website, and I decided, okay, it's time to start writing about games. And I ended up shopping around and wrote for several different places before I landed with uh, Geeks Under Grace. The place that I wrote before this was probably the closest to actually in the industry that I'd been. I was writing two game reviews a week with review copy. I was writing five to ten news articles a week. I mean, it was super busy. It it consumed all my free time. Uh, But I felt like the location, the the people there were very toxic and not conducive to a Christian lifestyle. And so I bailed out of that and about Two or three weeks later, I found Cross Console Gamers, and I've been here ever since. Started off as a writer, kind of helped kick off the the Twitch team, and then when it came around that that people wanted to do a podcast, I was all on board. I think we actually had a version of a podcast very early on. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I was part of that one as well. And none of those people, with the exception of Cody, are around at all anymore yeah so yeah that's that's pretty much it well yeah uh my introduction to geeks of grace was pretty selfish i uh, challenged geeks of grace to the als uh ice bucket challenge in hopes that i would get a shout out and that was all of my aspirations for that and uh after doing so uh drew the founder of geeks of grace messaged me uh, asked if I wanted my YouTube show to be part of Geeks Under Grace. Um, he scared me because he was like, I want to absorb your show is his words. And I'm like, wait, are you trying to buy my stuff? Like, what do you, what do you need? Um, and it was just going to be part of this community and uh, fell in love with it and just what Geeks Under Grace stands for. Um, so I just kind of went all, as all in as I possibly can. Um, I did a podcast uh, towards the beginning, as Joe had mentioned, uh, and that was a lot of fun, uh, but I definitely didn't have as much input, uh, I don't think, back then as I do now. Uh, that was very new to me, the whole idea of a podcast, but uh, Patrick, we got to give Patrick a shout out. Yeah. Patrick Ryan, he, I think it was actually his idea to reinstate it, 
he had messaged me and he was like, I know you used to do the podcast. You want to do it again? I'll produce it. And it was kind of, uh, I think Joe, were you part of that conversation too? Right at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. We were, I think he messaged both of us. It was like, I want to do this podcast. Uh, and so we just kind of put it together. Uh, and I asked Shelly to be a part of it again. Shelly is the first person I can think of. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, I just, I love watching you Twitch stream. I don't do it very often. But I love to watch you stream. And so you're kind of just the first person I thought to that uh, that I know a personality is like a face and, you know, uh, actually talks. I actually hear the voice of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you were the first person that came to mind. Thank you. Uh, definitely don't regret that. Uh, I'm trying to look at the questions. Podcast. How's your relationship between each other developed over the last two years going from strangers to what seems like best of friends? Uh, with Joe... I guess we could, yeah, and then LJ, when Patrick uh, signed off, LJ took his lead, too. I should mention that just as far as the po- podcast origin story. Uh, but becoming best friends with everybody, Joe and me have really been, I don't know, we've been friends for a long time now, it feels like. Yeah, we've, we've been in contact almost every day for the last three years. <laughs> yeah. Because I wanted to do, I, I want to have my hands in a little bit of everything. Cody was doing the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'd started the Twitch team, and I wanted to do video game content on YouTube as well. Right, yeah. I mean, a lot of the way we've worked, it seems, is like, I'm like, I want to do this, and then I don't know how to do this. And so Joe would be like, here, I'll, I'll just... I'll <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> here, this is what you need to do. Uh, you know, as far as, like, I want to do a gaming channel, and so you, you led the charge on that. Uh, the Twitch channel, you led the charge on that. Um so it's been a lot of a communication through that. I think it's just Geeks Under Grace has really been uh, our interaction. And then LJ, we met uh, when we needed a new producer. Joe, I think you and LJ were pretty close at the time, but yeah. I hadn't talked to him at all. He had been on a few times to help out when Patrick was not able to be on the podcast. And that's where that kind of started. We, he knew what we were doing and how it looks. Uh, and then Shelly... Uh, I, I feel like we became friends mostly when the, the podcast kind of just, when it started. Yeah. It was kind of like, again, (laughs) you pretty much brought me into every position I was in. So I always (laughs) sort of saw you as like, not really a boss, but kind of a boss. I'm like, he's like my boss, but not. (laughs) And so now it's like, we're actually communicating and talking as friends. And that's kind of how I think that started. And I think also meeting each other at PAX was also a huge step forward as well. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you want to be friends with me, open up your house and let me stay there for right. a weekend, yeah, I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly and her family were super uh, giving uh, for PAX last year. It was really, really cool to meet everybody and get to hang out and get Womp Womps. Yeah. No M. I always want to put an M in there. Womp Womp. Y'all have to come again so we can get more Womp Womps. <laughs> yeah. It is really crazy, though. Uh, we have really from this weird Geeks of Grace has just kind of bring, brought us all together. Uh, I told my live stream I was going to make Joe blush. Uh, you know, this is, I, I truly, like, I look at you as one of my best friends. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, you, you would be in maybe a top three of my best friends. And two of them, I'm like, you know, I see every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not over We've actually internet. met in person once. yeah. <laughs> Um, got to hang out at Joe PAX for is, three days. Yeah, he has been um, very kind to me. Joe's been awesome. Um, he's really helped me out in some tough spots. And so 
I wanted to give that a shout out and see if I can make a blush because I, I truly uh, um, appreciate our friendship. So we need one of those yeah. sound bits that just goes aww, aww. <laughs> <laughs> and then goes ah 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 Oh no, that was last year. That we're not still doing that. Are we? <laughs> I always do that everywhere. Uh, do you time. have one on your phone? Yeah, it's, it's still MLG got it. Pro. I gotta bring uh, it you up You don't now. have to pull it out. I was just... No, I gotta pull it out. <laughs> that was quick. On She's like, yeah, it's on screen. It's cool. It's on, my, it's on my front page. It's ready to be accessible at any time. That's hilarious. Always oh, ready. <laughs> and then, another question, and this one will be a lot quicker. I know that we kind of went on for a minute about that, but it was easy to do. Uh, battle, I love this name, Battle Warrior PJ. Uh, what is what is LJ's username? It's War, War Hero, Hero LJ, LJ, right? Yeah. Yep. So Battle Warrior PJ. I finally built my super duper gaming compute pooper. I don't even want to say it. I almost censored myself. What non AAA title should I play? Genre and ca- game mechanics don't really matter. I, I made a very brief list. <laughs> okay. I was gonna have us do what, and then this is... I looked out and Joe's got a whole thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, PUBG. It's not really AAA, but it's certainly a, a major seller. If you don't like that, Fortnite, although Fortnite technically is AAA because it's being okay. made by the people that make the Unreal Engine. Uh, Hearthstone, if you like card games. Hollow Knight or Valdis Story, if you like Metroidvanias, like 2D side-scrolling Metroidvanias. Valdis Story is one of my all-time favorites. Hollow Knight is really good. I've reviewed it. It's up on the site. If you like uh, RPGs, Divinity Original Sin 2 is out this year. Uh, Darkest Dungeon is one that will just know that you're going to lose a lot of people. It's it's meant to make you anguish. And okay. Undertale is an RPG that's got a lot of fun, neat twist to it. Yeah. Hat in Time is a platformer that came out recently, kind of Mario Galaxy-ish. And I think I we have a review that. of that up really on the site. Yeah, it's it's getting good reviews. Crypt of the Necro Dancer is a dungeon crawler set to music, so it's actually got a rhythm element built in, and it's a lot that of fun. Game is fun, but rage inducing for me, man. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the the shopkeeper that sings to the music. It's just really. Yeah. I listen to that soundtrack at work. It's that good. <laughs> and then if you like, uh, you know, kind of click heavy RPGs, you got Torchlight Two. I'd mentioned Diablo three, but that's AAA as well. So that sort of stuff, yeah. That's all off the top of my head. Mine is Stardew Valley. That's a really good choice too. Stardew. I will, I will never not talk about Stardew. We know. I I turned it back on. I didn't play it for like a week or two, and I was like, maybe I'll just never play it again. And then I played it the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, I played it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was the awesomest. <laughs> exactly. Any any more for you? Yeah, Charlie? I say Armello. That's one game that, that I is... didn't think I was going to put that much game time into, but I put so much game time into it. I think part of it is because a lot of the other people on the Twitch team, um, including LJ, uh, have the game, and it's really fun to play together. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say that. And I don't know, there's just like lots of fun little indie games that you could check out. You know, We gotta give a shout out to, what was the Smash Bros. S game? Uh, Brawlhalla. Oh yeah, Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla. Definitely check that this... out. This... I'll go ahead and hit up one of my news stories right now while we're talking about this because it's so relevant. Okay. There, 
In 2017 alone, there have been over 6,000 games released on Steam. I guarantee yeah, you, you can long. find some diamonds in the rough. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I mean, go through a lot of the stuff that, and just yeah. put stuff on your What I do... But 6,000 games, there's a lot of rough. Yeah. Games. Well, so what I do is I'll pull up the front page of Steam and go down and look at what the new releases are for the week or like the most popular releases for the week. Because every week it's going to be a different landscape, with the exception of a few major ones that stick around, like Grand Theft Auto. Hmm. You Which is a, crazy. That game is getting old. It's be, two I'm generations. Uh, yeah, I mean, that game's been out since like halfway through the last console generation. With all the mods keeping it alive, I feel like. Yeah. Well, the online is, is what's keeping right, it alive yeah, on consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of games. Uh, that green light service. You know, they got rid of that, so I think... Like I said, there's probably a lot of rough in there, though. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of rough there, but that makes finding the diamonds that much sweeter. Yes. Right. And you had a great advice there. Just look at the most popular. Mm-hmm. Go down the list. Cool. Well, before we get into more gaming news and Joe geeking out, there was one thing that we did that uh, all of us are geeking out about, I think. Yes. And that is, uh, we went out, we all went to the movies, not together. Uh, Sadly. Sadly. <laughs> we went to the movies but, apart together. <laughs> we watched Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Uh, and I think we've all got quite a few thoughts on it. I lifted uh, weights yesterday and I'm so Thor. Bad. <laughs> I heard it as, I saw a superhero lifting weights the other day. He had a lisp. He said his name was Thor. Or he said he was Thor. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> what'd you guys think? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I going into the movie, I didn't know if I would like it or not because I'd heard, hey, this is going to be more of a comedy than an action. Yeah. And and I like action in my comedy. You know, you got your peanut butter in my in my chocolate. Yeah. But <laughs> but this was a lot of comedy with a fair deal of action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was good comedy. It didn't feel forced. Yeah. Right. Or should I, I say... Thorst. Okay. Thorst. I saw that coming. <laughs> I felt like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, a lot of the comedy in there was like for the sake of comedy. Uh, and I didn't really, except, I, I won't say where it was, there was one exception where it could have been a really cool moment. And they like botched it for the sake of comedy. And uh, I, was I think like, I know oh, what you're talking that, about. <laughs> yeah. I laughed really hard. Oh, that though. would have been cool. Um, and I know everyone laughed, but... Um, I definitely didn't think that anything was forced, like Joe said. Yeah. For me, I definitely, um, I feel like it had to be comedic. Like, if you take something, some storyline like that, you know, that's so ridiculous. You got your spaceships, you got your, like, all these other things that are happening. You, Mm -hmm. if they tried to take themselves seriously, it would have failed really hard. Yeah. And so this really saved it in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, I think, but I think I also, I also noticed that the humor was definitely not explicitly adult humor, but it definitely seems like I would not be as comfortable taking, you know, if I had a kid taking the kid to see the movie, some of that humor, I feel like, huh? Mm -hmm. I felt like I should be angry at what they've done to Planet Hulk (laughs) storyline because it is very botched. Uh, if you're a fan of the whole, uh, Planet Hulk storyline. But I'm not mad. I feel like I should be, but I'm not. 
because it was so good of a movie yeah. <laughs> that I'm just I'm okay with it. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, go watch the animated Planet Hulk movie. Uh, it's it, that movie's been out forever. You should have seen it by now. He's very much a hero in that, and in this, he's not necessarily he's not to the extent of a hero as he is in that in that movie. Yeah. I did think uh, uh, Stan Lee's appearance in this one was was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he actually played was... sort of a part and not just a random character that doesn't need to be there. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't a weird offshoot. It was just like, yeah, it was part of the plot. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I am upset that Valkyrie never got a name. Yeah, they're just like... Valkyrie. Yeah, they just called her Valkyrie. Just didn't even really like, refer to her much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you? Name. She is a Valkyrie. Are you supposed to be Brunhild or what's what's the deal going on here? <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, I I did mention that I wanted to talk about the repercussions last week uh, of this Thor movie. I I don't think that it's putting Thor in a bad direction whatsoever. I think if his character should continue to be this like bro that he's kind of become. I think it's wonderful. Uh, and as far as the Avengers movies go, I think that they're going to be emotional enough. There's going to be enough happening that the comedy is going to be not over the top. Yeah. But it'll be this kind of comedy that is relieving um, how sad these next two movies are going to be. I was like, we've already heard bits and pieces that we know there are superheroes not coming out of the other side of that, that right. next Avengers movie. Sure. Yeah, so we're gonna need that comedy with all the all the losses we may or may not get. Yeah, it's also yeah. very um, different comedy than you know Spider Man's comedy or the other characters' comedy. He Thor kind of created this own type of comedy for himself. I feel like it's sort of similar yeah. to Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think it's different enough. Um, yeah. What was the Rock thing's name? Oh my gosh, I loved him. I don't remember his name. Like Zorg what a wholesome character. I don't know, guys. <laughs> as much as I loved him, it did kind of bug me that they they ruined his character as well because he's supposed to be really cool. Oh, really? I didn't know he was a real he's comic to be book like, character. <laughs> he's like an awesome... He looks like the thing. Someone's going to like kill me for saying that. But they're tall, sl- tall slender, the things, basically. And uh, he's just... he In Planet Hulk, the, uh, the movie, or probably the comics, uh, he's like Hulk's best friend gets him through this and he's just this really cool supportive guy's guy yeah and in this he was so interesting he was a very played unique by character. the director oh really interesting yeah <laughs> his voice is based off of the bouncers can't remember the director's name it's takiti tahiti i can never pronounce it right uh but wherever he's from he based the voice off the rock guy from the uh, the bouncers at clubs from where he's from. But a very high-pitched voice is like that, but would be huge, scary huh. human beings. So great. That's funny. Such a great yeah. character. Uh, go watch the show. Go watch the movie. There, there's no reason to be scared of it. Uh, yeah. Unless you hate laughing. Which some people seem to be. Right. Some people are like, I don't want comedy. I'm I like, want my why? action. Why? It's like, well, I, I know people that prefer horror movies to comedy. Just like, how? <laughs> yeah, comedy is one of those things, like, I understand if you don't like action. I understand if you don't like romance. But you don't like to smile? <laughs> that just seems seems wrong. Yeah. You may need, like, 
therapy. Oh my gosh. I w- I'm going to insult somebody. I'll stop. Therapy. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a wonderful movie. It'll keep you smiling the whole time. Yes, for sure. I never got tired of that humor. Maybe some people did. And it's pretty. I not. It's super pretty. That too. Lots of colors. And not like ridiculous colors. All the colors are justified. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, Joe, what are you getting out about this week? So, been playing more and more and more and more and more Call of Duty World War II. Got the review up live on the site. I really like it. It's it's my favorite Call of Duty in quite a few years, and it's cool. I've spent more time with the PvP on it than I have in quite some time. My friends are enjoying it as well. We've got some frustrations with it, but that's that's part of playing a Call of Duty game in general, so not too worried about that. It's interesting they had to go back to the roots for you to enjoy it. I was getting real tired of the futuristic stuff. Yeah. Wall running, jet packs, crazy laser weaponry and stuff. That said, I, I think Infinite Warfare is one of the better stories. Okay. And I don't think World War II quite lives up to that. Hmm. So, but but the multiplayer, the zombie... I'm not, I'm not normally a fan of the zombie mode either. And I've quite been enjoying the zombie mode with this one. Me and, me and my brother and a couple of others will jump in and play around. And it takes like an hour to play, but there's a lot going on in this one. And, and, and I really like it. David Tennant is a character in the zombie mode. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays a Scottish antiquities thief. Is there a story to the zombie mode? There is in this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Now I want it just for David Tennant. (laughs) It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Uh, Got back to Cuphead a little bit. I beat Grim Matchsticks. Finally, the big dragon. And, man, I... It's tough, and that game's only going to get tougher. So Yeah. I, I don't know how our games editor on staff said he beat the game in under 300 deaths, or right around 300 deaths. I think it took me like 60 just to beat Grim. <laughs> Dang. 60 or 70. That game yeah. so hard. It's brutal. Got I'm back kind in- of sad that it's so hard, because I was hoping for like a nice, easy platformer that would just look real cutesy. Then you should probably play Hat in Time. And I don't Hat think it's time. real easy. And I mean, well, what about Mario Galaxy or Mario Odyssey? That's next on my list. Okay, good. I was going to say. Get, I'm going to get Mario Odyssey. I need that good. Game. There you Maybe go. Maybe for Christmas. It may not be super soon. I was going to say, Hat in Time's one that's getting a lot of praise, but you own a Switch. You should own Mario Odyssey. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely on my list. Cool. Uh, got back to Uncharted Lost Legacy. I kind of got. I f- Finally got to a point where I can go back and start playing stuff that I've not finished now. Oh, good. There isn't really too much more coming out this year that I'm going to be reviewing. So I'm, I'm working on my Wolfenstein 2 review right now. I sat down and did the content guide last night. It took me like two hours just to write the content guide for Wolfenstein. Oh, dang. There's oh, a sure. lot of... The long and short of it is, if you got people under 18 in the house, maybe don't let them near it. <laughs> and if you got... People over 18, be very mindful that you're going to yeah. be exposed to some pretty rough stuff in that game. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, Uncharted Lost Legacy. I'm about halfway through that game now, so I'm, I'm planning to finish it this week. Got back to Final Fantasy XIV, the online game, because I promised one of my donors for Extra Life that I would try to get to the end game content. He gave me until April of next year. 
He, I work with the guy. He literally stops by my desk three to four days a week around lunchtime to tell me about Final Fantasy fourteen and the stuff he's been doing. He knows I'm a big Final Fantasy fan, and so he's like, "Hey, you need to you need to be playing 14 or this. 15? 14. fourteen. The the online one, the pay to play per month one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that pretty much wraps up what I'm geeking out for the week. But that kind of ties right in, leads right into more gaming news. Talking about Final Fantasy. Tekken 7's next DLC character is Noctis. So cool. Yeah, and that's a really neat idea for a Tekken character. I mean, we've seen Heihachi, we've seen Spawn, we've seen Yoda and, and Link. But Noctis? Those are games. Oh, that's right. Yeah, those aren't <laughs> yeah. Tekken. Heihachi is a Tekken guy by default. Yeah. yeah, so the idea of Noctis as a Tekken fighter is pretty neat. Definitely. It it works really well. The character just makes sense for that, uh, yeah, Japanese animated style already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Japanese fighter. I think someone Soul Calibur, I guess. But yeah, uh, I think that's super super cool. Although he's probably really annoying because you can phase out. I'm sure. Yeah, and and LJ just pointed out Injustice Two's getting Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, as DLC. Did you see that trailer? I I want to throw this out there. Uh, I I told you guys this already, but I saw the Adam. And definitely thought it was Bible Man because it was at like Bible five man. o'clock in the morning that I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Why is Bible Man? What what's happening?" And I was so confused. Bible Man versus Larry Boy. Who would win? I thought that it was like a fan made thing, and I was like, "This looks really good for Bible Man." Oh man! Uh, but Ninja Turtles, and they all work as a we work as a team, Mikey. Uh, yeah, it's, that's super cool. That's a, that's a really unique one to me. Yeah, and, and Hellboy comes out this week as DLC for it. Yeah. Uh, so some of the craziest stuff that's happened this year in video games happened this past week. Battlefront Two comes out Friday. Okay, I'll go ahead and put mm-hmm. that from the pull list out there because it's gonna tie into this. Battlefront. They they announced the pricing on the loot crates. For Battlefront 2, and this is disgusting. It's between $5 and $100. So, I got to looking at it. The $100 tier gets you 12,000 crystals. Okay. Some of the other stuff that rolled around to that was people that were playing the early access version of it on Origin realized that to unlock like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, it was like 60,000 crystals. That's so... Wow! If you just wanted to buy your way there, it's still going to cost you like three or four hundred dollars to get one of those characters unlocked, or by the math that they did, forty hours of playtime, and that's assuming you unlock nothing else in the game. Oh my gosh! Wow! See, I knew so, I heard about this thing that happened, but I didn't actually know the numbers and the details of that. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, one of EA's community managers went to reddit and said look here's the deal here he tried to explain ea's stance on it i feel bad for the guy or or girl because you know that they're it's they're just doing their job they're doing what they're told to do yeah right but uh it ended up being the most downvoted comment in reddit history which is a really big deal i feel like (laughs) reddit's big and very popular (laughs) they down yeah, they download downvoted that one comment three hundred fifty thousand plus times, mm-hmm. and by this afternoon, it had come out that EA said they're going to drop the prices 
for those characters by 75%. So instead of 60,000 credits, it's going to take 15,000 to unlock some of them or, you know, a quarter of what it, they were originally going to charge. But the whole thing just reeks of them trying to monetize. I mean, it's a, it's a full price game. If they wanted to monetize it and it was free, I wouldn't care. But the stuff that they're monetizing are characters and weapons and stuff. So paying money is going to actually net you better gear so you do better in the game. Right. So you pay for the Which game, is but it's also pay to win. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm okay with loot crates when they are... I really don't like loot crates in general because you yeah. don't never you never know what you're gonna get, which bugs me. Um, I think like that's fun, but I'm into trading card games where you're opening packs and have no idea what you're getting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, I mean, play to win obviously is gross. Uh, nobody wants that. I don't think. Right. Um, but I much prefer. I would spend a lot more money on games if I was buying something and I knew what I was buying. If it was like you want this hat, this is how much it is for the hat. Uh, then yep. I would pay for it and not. There's a box and it could have that hat you want in it, but we don't know. Buy it. I'm like, ah, no, sorry. And that's one of the things I like about Call of Duties. It feels out of place with World War II, but it's all cosmetic. It's all emotes and like special pistol grips for your weapons yeah, and stuff. So that makes sense. That's cool. I guess there are some things that are practical. Like they'll net you extra XP and stuff, but nothing that's pay to win. In fact, you can't even spend real money in the game, I don't think, from what I could find. So. Hmm. Huh. Um, moving on to the releases for the week. One that people have been wanting for a long time. If you got a PS4 and you have a PS4 VR, it's your week, folks. Skyrim VR comes out this week. You can Fusra Da from, yeah, from first person all day long. I don't know why I made it sound like it was a Hadouken. But. <laughs> Okay. I mean, they're kind of yeah. close, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like Goku. <laughs> I hope they translated it over her voice. <laughs> I did a whole motion and everything. I saw the motion. I can I can verify vocally that it happened. <laughs> we, we bear witness. <laughs> oh man, uh, this is cool. Yeah, I don't have VR, but. I don't know if it's going to be the entire game or if it's just like a special catered thing. I would think it'd be the whole game. I feel like, yeah, they have the technology to do the whole game. Yeah, that game's forever old. Right. Yeah, it is the entire game, LJ said. Okay, cool. I'm still waiting for a version to come out on the Super Nintendo. I mean, it'll come out eventually. Keep keep waiting. It's coming out on everything. (laughs) Could you imagine a top down? Oh. Oh, fans. Get on it. You, you programmers. Uh, if you Google it, I bet that already exists. That would be super cool. I like made it as a joke, but like a top-down Sky, I'd play that. Like an SNES RPG? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, L.A. Noir is coming out to consoles this week. Yeah. A- again. Game. New consoles this week. Yeah, including the Switch. Oh, that's so, the one that's... <laughs> they make funny faces and have weird glitches. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, like I played through it back in the day, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's. Not, I don't think it's a bad game. I've never actually played it, but it looks like a good game. It's just a lot of videos I've seen are just like yeah. Some of the facial, <laughs> yeah. Facial cues. It's 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 got a few weird things. I'd much rather a sequel to it than a and not like a direct sequel, 
but like another case uh, yeah. than uh, having a re-release, but it is a great game. Yeah. Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 comes out this week. Awesome. So get your Lego on. Road Rage. And I wanted to mention this because old school gamers like me that grew up on the Genesis probably remember Road Rash. Yeah. It's a motorcycle racing game. You could kick other racers, grab grab uh, bats and chains and, and Chain. whack them with How them. Yeah. Violent. Oh, it was amazing. it was great. And you were buying <laughs> motorcycles. I mean not real, but like they're actual branded motorcycles. Yeah. I, I would totally just kick my enemies into oncoming traffic. It was, man, those are good old days. And uh, so, yeah, Road Rage comes out this week. It is kind of a reimagining of Road Rash, which I think is cool. Is it the same devs? Uh, That was EA back in the day. Okay. So I'm going to say yeah, this no. this doesn't look EA by any means, but... Uh, Sims 4 comes out this week on the modern platforms, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. I'm not a Sims person, so you all go nuts. I was super dark with Sims as a kid. I probably should have gone to some kind of therapy. <laughs> you know, I think, I think a lot of people are the same way. Yeah, I, maybe Sims is people's therapy. Yeah. It's a torture chamber. Don't do it to people yeah, in real I life, would, just do it to fake people. I would yeah. create a ton of people. This is so dark. I shouldn't even say this. People would be like, I thought he was a Christian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was it at the time, I guess? Um, I would make a bunch of characters, and then I would invite them all over to my house, and then I would build walls around all of them. Um, and then they would die <laughs> so that I could create a graveyard at the back for my mansion. Because mansions have <laughs> Wow. It, it is dark. dark. <laughs> but it's okay. They did come back to haunt me. Uh, there were ghosts. I can't remember which Sims game it was now, but they all came to haunt me. Well, good. To scare my very unhappy character. Cool. <laughs> so it's like, uh, Cody's crazy. And then finally, wrapping up releases for the Switch this week. Games that have come out to every other platform, but are just now making it to Switch. We got Rocket League, which yes. I think is going to play with the other platforms. That's cool. Uh, Rhyme and Rive. <laughs> I think I've heard we a lot have a good things about Rhyme or Rive, but I can't remember which one it was. So I reviewed Rive last year. It's kind of a side scroller uh, action platformer where you play as a little robot. The robot so... spider thing? Yes, we yeah. we saw it at PAX. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's a fun game. That's a really good game. Rhyme is a is also a good game. I've played it earlier this year. Uh, it's it's different. It's kind of a third-person exploration game where you're playing as a kid. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, it's one you should check out. I definitely think it's worth worth looking at. Cool. Uh, but that is it for games this week, Shelly. What are you into? Uh, I mean, the main thing I was geeking out about was Thor, but we already talked about that. Um, the other, only other thing is I've still been going through Farmer Warriors co-op, and... Finally finished the story. Such a classic Fire Emblem story. Um, but we're going into history <laughs> mode, which is where we kind of heard is where most of the gameplay comes from. And I'm, I'm digging it. You know, there's different... Uh, you get rewards for doing better. Like, actual rewards. You get, like, a Master Seal, you know, on some of these levels. And um, Okay. 
the actual sort of landscape changes as you keep fighting these enemies, and I'm really digging it. We're only uh, going through the first one right now, which is uh, set in Fire Emblem Awakening, but the, each history mode is set in a different Fire Emblem game, and it, what's really cool is that they actually take the music from the original games, but sort of like revamp them and remake them to be better, and it's really, really cool, because it's like, hey, I know this song, like, I remember playing this level with this song, and... Um, okay. Yeah, it's really cool. You could play whatever characters you want, pretty much, that you have unlocked, I suppose. Um, so you don't have to play as Rowan or Liana, which is really nice, because okay. in story mode, you had to have one of those two, and if they die, it's game over, but that's not the case this time. Um, and yeah, it's just, we're having a really good time with that, and I'm excited to uh, do the ones where we unlocked unlock uh, Lynn and Celica, because I know those are both levels there and i'm assuming once okay. you clear them out that's when you get the um character and i'm assuming at the end of the awakening one is where we can get the female robin uh skin okay because i think it's just a skin yeah. i don't think it's a new character entirely but if that's the case that'd be interesting but no i think it's just a skin but yeah i'm really enjoying that and i'm happy they put that section in that they, that they didn't just do story mode um cool but that's Mostly what I've been geeking out about. I haven't had a lot of time to do other things. Um, so I guess we'll just go right into movie news. Yeah. So, don't have a ton of movie news, but one super cool thing is that we mentioned Gotham by Gaslight. That has a mm-hmm. new trailer. That movie's coming out yeah. in 2018. But if you're interested in Batman, if you like animated Batman, it looks a little funky. Like, like steampunk. Batman himself, but... It looks good. I, I like the Victorian era Batman look. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of steampunk content out there in general as far as TV goes or movies. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's really cool. Not that this is necessarily steampunk, but Batman being Batman kind of brings that steampunk yeah, to Yeah. You know, that Victorian era thing is sort of there. You're finding Jack the Ripper. It's it's yeah. so, a weird combination, so I, th- I suppose, but it, I think it works. I- I think it's curious if if you look at the extended Batman universe. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before the pat- podcast, but in the new uh, White Knight Chronicles, where the Joker's kind of reformed, his name is Jack. Mm-hmm. They call him Jack. Well, the bad guy in Ga- Gotham by Gaslight is the Ripper, Jack the Ripper. So I think they yeah. found a way to still incorporate. Now this is complete conjecture on my part, but I think they found a way to incorporate the Joker. Into Victorian era Batman. That'd be cool. Hmm. Uh, the Joker's name will always be Joseph Kerr to me. <laughs> Joker. Uh, it's canon. I'm not. I, it is funny, but it, it's not my joke. It is some comic book writers. <laughs> yeah. Cleverness. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I'm super excited for it. Uh, it comes out sometime 2018, and they've been doing so great with animated movies. Lately. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, aside for Batman and Harley Quinn, because that was. <laughs> the weirdest thing I've watched in a while. Did, did you catch the Catwoman reference in the trailer? Yeah. Cool. She's going to be teaming up with him, I think. I think it's going to be a big part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks... It's very interesting. If you're a fan of Batman, please check it out. You know, totally worth it, I think. Um, Definitely. Another sort of spin-off type news. So, Morbius the Living Vampire is going to have um, his own movie. So, this will... Yeah be an inclusion into the Spider-Man spin-off universe. I don't know if it has an official name, but 
I mean, Sony's making Venom. They're also making Black and right. Silver and Black or Black and Silver. I don't know, but that's with like Silver and Black. And yeah, Black. that's with Black Cat, Silver Sable. Um, so all these uh, Spider-Man villains or antiheroes in that sort of universe, they're making movies off that. It's really interesting that it's all like. I mean, we don't know about Black and Silver, but Venom is going to be reportedly a rated R right. movie, and then I would assume Morbius is going to be morbid. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's like their Spider-Man brings the life and the humor and the and the lightheartedness to these uh villains, I suppose. And now that he's gone, he's in the MCU. He's with the Avengers or whatever, I guess. Yeah. But you know, he can't interact with these characters. It'd be really interesting if they ever change that and they have Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Man. interacting with these very dark rated R creatures, uh, and it being, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that'd be like, so interesting. I almost would feel bad. I'd be like, you can't scar Spider-Man like that. Yeah, don't hurt him. He's just a kid. <laughs> and He's just a child. You, it's it's hard when you take something as, you know, humorous as, say, Spider-Man Homecoming, and he's probably going to carry some of that humor into the, you know, next coming movies. And then oh, yeah. putting that with, like, Venom, that's supposedly going to be very dark, or Morbius Lemmy Vampire or something, it just seems wrong, almost. But it's supposed to yeah. be right? Yeah. Hmm. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I I hope that they... I hope that Spider-Man's more of that universe than they're laying on. But we'll see. Yeah. They're definitely not letting on much. Right, right. It's just... It's interesting. It's like all these movie studios have their own little comic book universes but they're specifically taking people who are connected to spider-man but not spider-man himself <laughs> so weird it'd also be really exciting too there have been rumors of blade either getting like a marvel like netflix show or another spinoff or another movie and that's owned by disney marvel yeah uh, it would be really cool i don't know much about morbius the vampire right. the vampire but i hear vampire and i'm like blade let's get blade in there <laughs> the Daywalker. hey super cool yeah uh, and just going straight into some movies that are important movies coming out this week, sort of following the trail of cinematic universes, Justice League's coming out this week. We actually got a tweet from Kentucky Guy 7 saying, I feel like there's very little hype for Justice League, even though it comes out this week. Am I the only one who feels this way with the hashtag GUGCast? Justice League comes out this, th- oh my goodness. See? Like, I forgot <laughs> That's, about And it. it's a movie that I'm super you hyped about. about it. like, it's, yeah. It's the superhero movie I've been looking forward to. I went and saw Thor, but Justice League's much more what I've been waiting for. And I didn't realize it came out this week. I'll have to talk to my brother about that. I don't think that it's underhyped. I think that Thor is just kind of stolen in slimelight at the moment. Yeah, I definitely Well, and and we have Star Wars just around the corner, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Justice League was huge news until Thor came my concern with Justice League is I was as excited for Thor Ragnarok as I was Justice League. Um, I think Avengers just kind of beating it to the punch. Uh, that team up. It's so historical um, in movie cinema history to have all these characters together on the, on the big screen. Um, but because Marvel's already done it, it's just another superhero movie. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, I think, too... At least comparing Thor Ragnarok with Justice League specifically. Thor Ragnarok, you know, they tease characters from, you know, characters who already have movies. All these people you already know from the actual movies, not just yeah. from the comics. You know, obviously Thor, but also Hook and also 
Doctor Strange. They teased yeah. in the trailer. So that's not book. a spoiler. Um, even though I definitely forgot about it going into the movie. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot he was going to be in this movie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so you already sort of have this very clear idea who that character is. With Justice League, mm-hmm. you got Wonder Woman. You kind of have Batman and Superman. Batman. You don't really have anyone else. They're all sort of becoming their own character through the movie when, you know, it feels like they should already have that character development within themselves. Yeah. So... It's been reported that Flash won't even be the Flash yet in this movie. He'll have his suit and everything, but uh, he won't have his name yet. Huh. Which I think is Quick Boy, Lightning Kid. <laughs> I would Come assume quick. Crimson Streak. Crimson Streak. That's that's usually his his nickname. Hmm. The Crimson Streak. Uh, <laughs> that's a bad boy. name. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's but. a kind of a mix between that sort of thing, but also definitely Thor. Just kind of coming out first, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but. there's also the way they've marketed it. Uh, I think that they heard everyone when Batman vs Superman came out uh, say that they showed too much by showing Doomsday, or it wasn't Doomsday. Yeah, it was Doomsday. Uh, by showing Doomsday in that trailer for Batman vs Superman, people were like, "You showed way too much of what's going on." Um, and now it's been said. I think Ben Affleck said it that. Uh, we don't know a lot of the secrets about this movie. Mm-hmm. We basically know that they're teaming up. And so that might be part of it, uh, is that they're staying so underwhelming with the trailers. Yeah. Like, all we've gotten to see so far is they're together. Yeah. we They're fighting. From the trailers fight. I've seen, usually it's just something along the lines of, oh, this character, and they're maybe interacting with one other character, but they're all very separated. Mm-hmm. Um just from the trailers I've seen, it's like, oh, let's create hype for this character. Like, they're all going to be in this movie, but there's not much interaction between them. So, right, it's like, you know, maybe they want to keep that all for just watching the movie or, I don't know. It's got Charles Whedon's name on it, so yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's going to be a bad movie. I think it'll be a good movie. It's just... No offense to Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder makes beautiful it's just movies. With uh, everything else. But he doesn't make... Yeah. Yeah, they're beautiful spots, and then the story is kind of just over, and you're like, well, it was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's our thoughts on that Kentucky Guy 07, so... If you're going to watch yeah. it, you know, tell us how, what you think. I should have mentioned this earlier, too. If you want to tweet at us, please do. We got three of them this week, and we're so yeah. excited. Uh, use the hashtag GUGCast, and you can ask us anything you want on Faith, uh, Fandoms, I don't want, I feel like I'm stealing uh, <laughs> your eyes. Faith and yeah. fandom. Uh, anything on faith, anything on geekery. Um, we'd love to answer your questions, especially when it's about the industries. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, not even really much news. It was something that I'm more just curious about. The Star is coming mm-hmm. out this week, and it's something that's not been very publicized, I think. Um, I had forgotten yeah, about it. It's by yeah, it's by Sony, I think. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And it's an anime movie based off of, you know, the story of Jesus' birth, you know, Christmas. And there's been, I think, like, several animated movies on this. There's been, you know, What's-His-Face-Along-Your-Donkey, and there's been a couple other ones. Um, Shrek has a donkey? No. Nestor! No. Nestor the Long Your Donkey. That was Claymation. No. Wasn't the little drummer boy? Didn't that tie in as well? Yeah. I think so. I, but yeah, there's just been a lot of, you know, <laughs> sure. animated stuff on this. And 
Um, but it's interesting because, uh, you know, Sony isn't necessarily a Christian company, but it looks like they're taking the right. story. Um, you know, it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be a kid's movie. It looks like it's going to be lots of comedy, but there's also a lot of big names in it. Um, but, uh, you know, just from the trailers, it looks like they're really trying to still respect the story, which I think is, you know, interesting yeah. and good. So it's not something I don't think I'm going to watch, um, but I'm really curious to see if any of our listeners are going to watch it. And if uh, you do watch it, Please let me know how you feel about it, because I'm really curious. It might be a cool DVD, yeah. digital download type thing yeah. for Christmas. But yeah, that's uh, that's what we got for movie news. Cool. Uh, I have been geeking out about so much. I'm actually looking at it, it's not that much. Uh, but I have a lot to say on both of them. So, first of all, finished my first D&D campaign. Yeah! And... Whoa! I, I'm so excited. We were so loud last night. So for longtime listeners, you remember I said that there is a dragon in our campaign. And basically the idea for the dragon was to teach players that it's okay to walk away. <laughs> that was the entire reason for having the dragon in there. Um, when it's at half health, we found out afterwards, uh, it will end up fleeing. So you can't even beat it if you try. Uh, and we snuck up on it and we all fired at the same time. And so we took over half of its health just planning a preemptive sneak attack on it. Uh-huh. Um, and then we, there was like a scroll that someone got that was part of the story and, uh, just a bunch of things happened that like to take a ton of damage out on this thing. And I put my bow out. It was about to fly away. It was literally the last shot. I made the shot with my bow and killed the dragon. And that's significant because it was my character's motivation in the game to fight this stupid thing. And I was so <laughs> down because I was like, man, I'm the only one with a purpose that I'll never like get to, to get to win. I'm like, it's gonna, I'm, there's no way to beat it. So I'll never get like what I want. Uh, and I cried. <laughs> I didn't ever think I'd cry for a and d game. Beautiful. But I did. It's like the most immaculate. I mean, it just all came together. So perfect. Yeah, it was so <laughs> crazy. We went in. The idea was to go and die. Or like, but then we can end the story with we died trying. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we uh, we all did really, really well. Super proud of my team. Uh, we had... We weren't even, like, a very high level. It was just, we did the preemptive attack, and we rolled really well, and uh, it was it was just yeah. awesome. That's so nice when <laughs> that's that cool. happens. That's cool. getting emotional thinking about it. You know. Yeah. Just rolling lots of 20s. They're just rolling really high. I think it's a really tough character. It also sucks, though, is if you're rolling really low against a really bad character, but that's the worst. Yeah, we were worried because we were rolling high on a lot of perception checks. Oh. And we're like... Those are cool, but I really yeah, wish it would be attacks right. that we were, you know, critting. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. It's my first D&D experience. Uh, what's also exciting about it is it means that we'll be starting a new campaign soon. I think we're taking, uh, our DM said he wanted to take three weeks off, but I'm pretty sure we're probably not going to start till more, like, after the holiday season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but we've been playing this starter kit for months because we don't play very long. We play for maybe three hours. Uh, every week and that's the gist of it 
uh, and that's where set up tear down and we eat and um, you know actually getting into the game takes a long time but I love it I am I'm officially a D&D player yeah so that's uh, that's exciting it's something I've been wanting to do for a very very long time definitely yeah I'm, I'm all emotional thinking about it I was like yeah I <laughs> I stood up so my whole thing has been like I want to kill this dragon I'm gonna get a statue in my name like this was all pre-written stuff for us um, and so I've been, because of The Last Kingdom, I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Been going throughout the game, yelling at whatever monsters we fight. I am Gunthrid, son of Gunthrid, which is my name in this. Uh, and so I literally stood up on the table after we beat this thing. <laughs> it, like, struck a pose and was like, I am Gunthrid. <laughs> <laughs> and I will rebuild this city. Oh my gosh. That's great. <laughs> I was so excited. Anyways, uh, I also have been watching, actually, Joe, I think, emailed me, or you got an email, and you sent it to us for Fate Apocrypha. Yes. Releasing on Netflix. So Netflix original. Uh, we talked about Fate Zero and Fate Unlimited Blade Works quite a bit on the podcast back when those, when I started watching those. Uh, I think they're really great animes. Unlimited Blade Works is gorgeous. Uh, and one of my critiques for both of those has always been that they are... They say they're for teenagers, but they really ride that line of being just a little too dark for uh, most teens, I would think. Right. Uh, so, Fate Apocrypha comes out. It is a, an alternate reality to Unlimited Blade Works. Uh, it is something else happened with Zero at the end of it. Um, and so the, the story forks into two different parallels. Okay. Uh, which is really cool because there's characters from Unlimited Blade Works that are in this now. Uh, as different people, like the same character, but different things have happened in their lives, which is super cool. Um, but my biggest critique with it, I'm four episodes in, and so I don't know if it gets worse, if it gets better, uh, but episode two and three were very uncomfortable because of sexual content. Uh, and I'm usually, I like I've said on here before, like I've watched Game of Thrones. Um, I've, you know, I've watched uh, Westworld. So, like, I watch a lot of this stuff, but for anime that's, like, geared toward teenagers, specifically, really made me uncomfortable, uh, a lot of it is um, not not shown, but kind of given hint to, uh, but it's a very, so, for people who don't understand how these Fate series work, uh, there's masters, and they summon servants, and these servants are big fighters, um, and so it's a weird dominatrix, like, master-servant situation. And it's just really, really uncomfortable, especially since they're very literally the servants of these people. Um, and it almost seems kind of rapey in a little way. Uh, the servant doesn't seem to really care, but it's, like, apparent that they don't actually want to be in this situation. Um, it's, just, it's really awkward and uh, just made me feel really gross watching. Um, so I don't know if it's part of the manga or not, but it just seemed really unneeded for the story. Uh, other than that, the story seems good. I mean, I love the Fate series for their stories. Uh, they are very dark and very, um, I don't know, they're, they're beautiful, but it's all violence and there's a lot of repercussions and they don't hold back on there being repercussions, which I really like. Uh, but... I don't know. I would say that if if you 
liked Unlimited Blade Works, if you liked Fate Zero, uh, just know that this is taking it a step further. Okay. Um, further into the grittiness and, you know, it's gorier than it needs to be. Not that Fate Zero wasn't gory, but gorier and more sexual content than there needs to be. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's stuff that I'm geeking out about. I I watched three episodes today to make sure I had enough to talk about. Which I'm really glad because the first episode of that show had nothing like that. And I was going to watch just that episode. And then talk, and talk about, about it. You're podcast. like, nah, I need to see some more. <laughs> and I probably would have like raved about it because I was so excited. Um, and then that, I'm really glad that I watched a few episodes. So I, I was aware yeah. of what was going on. Uh, get into the TV news though. We've got Punisher debuting Friday. Uh, it's going to be on Netflix. I'm so excited. Especially since, I mean, it was delayed a little bit and then they weren't releasing the release date ever. It took so long for them to tell us when it was coming out. Uh, but yeah, I've mixed reviews. I've seen mixed reviews. Some people have said that it's meh. And then other people are saying it is the best Marvel creation so far. It's uh, a large range. So I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess I'm going to have to try to see if we can get in for a Thursday night showing of Justice League so that we can binge Punisher <laughs> all weekend. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I'm i super stoked for it. I know, like, it's kind of weird. It's, it's definitely a double standard. Now, I didn't really think about it before I started talking about it, but um, that's definitely going to be something that's super gory. There's probably going to be a oh, yeah. sexual content. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Very much. It's going to be very I, dark. I, yeah. I think the reason the other one made me uncomfortable was because it was um, more teenage-oriented. I think it has a lot to do with it. This is like, I already know what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah, they've been very upfront about it being uh, adult-oriented. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. We need some, like, us adults need our superheroes, too. <laughs> or anti-heroes. Anti-heroes, yeah, definitely. So that's coming out Friday, uh, and then since we're talking about Netflix, we also have Hulu uh, in the news, and they're making a Hitman TV series based off the Hitman video games. Uh, movies haven't done that well so far, so I'm a little like, I don't know if you really want to do that, but what gives me hope for him is the guys that make, or I, I might be just the guy, the director of John Wick is going to be directing Hitman hmm. for Hulu, and I think that's awesome. Huh. Yeah, that could be real cool. Yeah, uh, that's one of those situations where um, the, he just has to do what he does with John Wick and have it be a bald guy in a red tie and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it's all streaming stuff, but this one is really kind of huge news. And that is that Disney is making their own streaming service. Uh, and that could have huge repercussions because, as we know, they own... Uh, you know, Daredevil and Punisher. Uh, they also own The Runaways. That is, I think, coming out to Hulu. Um, and so there's talks that they're going to be making their own Marvel TV shows. They're going to be making a Star Wars trilogy specifically for the streaming service, which is hopefully cool. I think it will be. Um, it's going to be non-Skywalker related. Good. Which I think is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's also rumors that this might mean that they either take... Daredevil, Punisher, uh, Iron Fist, all those shows off of Netflix, or they just cancel them. Yeah. Uh, which is really unfortunate for us who are fans of, you know, the Defenders in general, 
Um, I I don't know if I can trust as much as I love Disney and like what Disney's done so far is great. They're doing this Disney streaming service and it's going to be cheaper than Netflix. Uh, I worry is the content going to be up to par with what Netflix huh, is doing right now? Yeah. It's not that Disney doesn't have the money, but will they put all that time? Will they look at it. all of their money, or will they say, "This is the money you get because this is how much the streaming service is making"? Yeah. Um. So I have to see. Along with the trilogy for Star Wars, they're also going to make a TV show for Star Wars that is just a show, which could be really cool as well. Uh. But yeah, some huge repercussions. Disney World's just like Disney's just taking over the world. They're like, oh, Netflix, we we could do that. Uh, which is worrisome. I really don't want a streaming service for every channel, you know, every company out there. Yeah. Sony starts making their own. Disney, WB is, or the DC is doing their own right now. They're working on that for the Teen Titans. Right. Yeah, I mean, Netflix is already kind of on the road to failure in a way. They're losing lots and lots of money um, as of, you know, recent times. So this is just gonna make things so much worse for them. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone pulling out of it, it'll just be Netflix Originals, and if they don't, they don't really own a lot yeah. of stuff. They kind of license, you know, get licenses from everyone else to make content. So, it's going to be really interesting, the future of streaming. Hopefully, I, I can't imagine it would happen, but it would be really terrible if the streaming services all crashed each other instead of strengthening. Yeah. Um, which is definitely a possibility. Well, to see, kind of as the future unfolds uh yeah oh and ages of shield Ages of shield had a trailer i almost forgot about it it is really cool though uh there is a star lord looking dude and i can't remember his name but he's from the comic books he's got like the star lord helmet and everything and i'm so excited uh they are in space that's probably a spoiler if you haven't seen the last season but it's really obvious from the trailer that they're in space uh and it looks like aliens like old ridley scott aliens, aliens. <laughs> aliens. aliens uh not not really scott aliens in the sense that they're xenomorphs but like you're on a spaceship and there is an alien trying to kill you uh they even reference have you ever watched any alien movie ever it was like we're all gonna die if we split up yeah uh yeah i i love when shields references other movies so uh not not necessarily aliens but with the star lord thing when they they reference their world a little bit more okay uh, I think that's super, super cool. He's a, a Ravager, probably, of some form. Okay, I yeah. got you. That is the show. Uh, again, if you want to tweet at us, if you want to be a part of the show, use the hashtag GUGCast. Uh, tweet us your questions. It is our favorite part of it, I think. Um, so do that. Joe, where can they find you at? On Twitter at Joe Knows Games. And Shelly? Twitter at the Shellshock24, Twitch at Shellshock24. And Cody, I don't, I don't know why I said the name, <laughs> uh, third person. You can find Cody at, no, that's weird. Uh, Joe always Cody talks Hammer. about himself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> find me at Cody on Twitter. Uh, and we'll keep, ah, I almost messed it up. I did mess it up. Now we're talking about it being messed up. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. Bye.